Another season of Forgotten Horror has come to an end, but as Field paraphrases Al Pacino from Send of a Woman, We're just getting warmed up! Spend the next few months with Forgotten Cinema as season seven kicks off with movies from all across the decades. We jump to the 70s to talk about the front page starring Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau. We dive into the 80s with Michael Mann's Thief and the Dennis Quaid Meg Ryan thriller DOA. And then slice into Butler's childhood years, the 90s, with The Last Samurai and The Negotiator. That's right, Field. You're old. So very, very old. Shut up, Butler. Forgotten Cinema, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Dave. And join us every Thursday for a new episode of Two Player Bros, a podcast about two guys who play way too many video games. Join me and Dave as we talk about the latest in Xbox, PlayStation, PC, and VR news, previews, and reviews. We have it all, and we play it all. And join us every other week for Post Game, where we play through and dive deep into our favorite modern classics and new releases. That's Two Player Bros, available every Thursday, wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hi, I'm Mike Field. And I'm Pat Whalen. Pat is a lifelong comic book geek. And Mike is a filmmaker and storyteller. So naturally, a bulk of our conversations surround the world of the Marvel movies. Some consider the MCU one of the greatest achievements in modern day filmmaking, and others just think they're comic book movies. Each episode, we'll tackle one film and discuss the differences between the comic book and what's on screen. We'll explore the growth of the Marvel Cinematic Universe from its inception to present day and beyond, and have a little fun along the way. You may not have asked for it. You certainly don't need it, but you'll be happy we're here. We think this is yet another MCU podcast. All right. Welcome to our bonus episode uh, that we you have just finished. Hopefully listening to our Black Panther episode, which ended our phase three part one. We're going to take a little break before we go on to Phase 3 Part 2. Since Phase 3 is so long and has 11 films, we just wanted to break it up and kind of extend the length of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to be a little bit of a different bonus episode because I have no idea what's coming. I was told not to prepare for this. I was told that uh, Pat's going to throw things at me and I'm going to react. So, Pat, why don't you tell everyone what this bonus episode is about? Well, first of all, for those listening at home, I'm not physically throwing anything unless Mike gets something wrong. <laughs> so this episode is about event comics and event series. And we've talked on them in our Civil War episode, which is the beginning of phase three. The Civil War comic book series was a seven issue miniseries that dealt with the Superhero Registration Act. And it also had every other comic in the Marvel comic universe tied into it somehow. And that's what these these event series do is there's a main story there's some uh, core spinoff characters that are that are dealing with the ramifications of it. And then there's a whole load of ancillary content. And so Marvel so far has adapted um, in several ways, various event comics. Civil War being the biggest one. Uh, Thor Ragnarok and Planet Hulk is another one. And then there's there's pieces in there for Armor Wars and a handful of other other things. But what I wanted to do today. And Mike, since you haven't read the comics and you are new to this, I'm coming with a filmmaker's eye and a movie just viewer's eye. Okay. I'm going to read off some descriptions of some of the events that they haven't done. And I want you to tell me how plausible it is for them to do these and just give me your, you know, your quick, quick take on them and what Marvel either has to do or is it just too, 
too crazy for them to put on screen. So these are these are ones that you're that are events in the comics that that they have not talked about doing as a film or they want to. They've not talked about. They've teased a couple of them. Okay, all right. Just tell and, me what you know. What just tell me when they've teased like where yes. they teased them. Okay. okay, all right. I will tell you. And you know, we want to hear from from you, our fans, as well. You know, Mike is just one of the many people who uh, can take a look at these and, and guess what they can do. So. I'm only one. Email man. us at yet another MCU podcast at gmail.com or message us through Instagram or Twitter at yet another MCU podcast on Instagram or at MCU yet on Twitter. And just let us know your thoughts on, on how you think uh, Marvel should adapt these or if you even think they should. So are you ready? Bring it on. Number one. Secret Wars. This I hate is- it. <laughs> It's going to get confusing with Secret uh, Wars. So, Secret Wars. This mid-80s series, The Beyonder, a cosmic entity, pulls together a group of heroes and villains and forces them to fight on Battleworld, an other dimensional portal with alien tech and weapons. Notable developments of this series include Doctor Doom, the Fantastic Four villain, briefly gaining the Beyonder's cosmic powers, and Spider-Man collecting the black symbiotic Venom suit. And most importantly, because comics are nothing without the money that they can make off of them this is made as a tie-in with mattel to sell action figures all right so number one this so this is like the scene in star trek when spock and kirk have to fight like so they're making these people fight so they're yes. making good guys fight good guys good guys fight good guys good guys fight what bad if, guys well, bad guys what fight. if they don't want to fight what do they do they had to fight yeah but what did they do if they don't want to fight do they kill their families or something no so then why would they fight they couldn't get off battle world right, this is dumb <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like when I was a young lad and I had all my G.I. Joes and I lined them up together and I had them wrestle each other, like had them fight and had like, you know, my own tournament style. This is like some eight year old wrote that. Did, it, you, did you miss the point about how this is developed? With Mattel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, please don't make that movie. OK, no, I, 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 I'm going to say I'm going to say no to that movie. The Beyonder. What is the Beyonder? He's a cosmic entity. What does he do? He's got cosmic powers. There's all these cosmic entities. <laughs> uh, okay. Why is he known as the, uh, the Beyonder? Yeah. Anyways. No, I'm going to say no to that. Yeah, I think uh, two key things here is the Dr. Doom one. We haven't been introduced to Dr. Doom yet. Wait a minute. So he was, this was going to be his, oh, you're talking about in the movies. In yeah. the comics. Yeah, we haven't True. Been- no, what are you talking about? Oh, I've seen Doctor Doom in the Fantastic Four movies. Okay, we're not talking about <laughs> we don't talk about the second Fantastic, the third Fantastic Four movie, or the first. I guess the we don't talk about the fourth one or the first one, the Roger Corman one. No, we don't have to talk about any of them. The, the middle two are okay, dude. You need to watch them again. I mean, are you what were you I like ten? Okay. Were you ten when you watched them? You gotta watch them again. Probably. You no, gotta watch. You, you gotta watch them again. That's probably thirteen. Please watch them again. Please, they're, they're not. That, they're not. You're right. They're not great. They're far from it. <laughs> they're better than Thor no. two. I mean, I can't knock that. There's there's more there's more action in that in them, yes, yeah. but they are they are no bueno. I want to before we jump on to the other stuff, the Spider Man taking on the Venom suit yes. doesn't that done already? Don't they do that all the time? Yeah. Okay. So why is that? So this was the first. time? This is the first time that he got the Venom suit in, in the comic. In the comics. Okay. All right. All right. And so it, it, you know obviously we've seen the Venom movie that is sort of connected to yeah. the MCU. Yeah. No thanks. Oh, oh we saw this the Raimi one where he's he gets oh, the yeah. Venom. Yeah. Yeah. In the Raimi film they took the origin of the Venom suit from the Spider-Man animated series which it crashed in the park as part of I think it was J Jonah Jameson's son was an astronaut. Right. Brought it back home. Raimi took that but the real uh introduction of the Venom symbiote is in um the Secret War. Okay. Comic. All right. 
So the more think, you know. I think the third Spider-Man gets a bad rap. It's it's got some really awful moments in yes, it. Yes, it does. Uh, it, so it, it probably needed a trim, but it's not as bad as a lot of people. It's certainly not as bad as the Amazing Spider-Man Two. Correct. Go ahead. So <laughs> number two, House of M. House of M. House of M. Okay. Yes. That sounds familiar. Yeah, it should because I'm going to read the the description and and I want your initial take. Following a mental breakdown, Scarlet Witch uses her reality-altering powers to create a universe where mutants are the dominant species. Magneto rules, Spider-Man is a beloved celebrity, Cap never went on ice, so he's an old man now, and Wolverine, who realizes something is amiss, must help put it all back together. Like, So this is, isn't just going to be WandaVision? I'm sure they're going to have that in an episode of WandaVision, right? Sounds like it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I have no interest in that. I have no interest in the alternate of all the Avengers in the Marvel MCU, Scarlet Witch is just, okay. I'm not really a huge. I think that just has to do with how they introduced her, her mm-hmm. backstory, just all that stuff. It just was uninteresting. Eh. No, pass. It's a pass. House of M. Why does that sound familiar? They may have, if you've seen anything on the, the WandaVision show, I mean, they, they teased. Yeah, uh, I so think, you think that's going to be on there? I think it's, it's part of what they're leaning towards. It might be a way to bring back certain characters. Um, there's the wine bottle in... Um, this is a big Easter egg that people caught, but the wine bottle in the trailer for WandaVision, uh, which might actually be out by the time that we release this episode, but it, in French, it says House of M. Or oh, House okay. of, it doesn't say House of M, but it says House of like, I don't think it's murder, but it's um, it's another word that starts with M. Mayhem. Yeah. And and so, you know, that's that's okay. what they see, you know, House of M. Oh, I think uh, we all know that all, all the because right now, when we, as we record this, all we constantly get bombarded with is uh, Spider-Man alternate universe, Spider-Man alternate universe. Uh, I, I think clearly their 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 goal is to do the alternate universe route so they can bring back, you know, Iron Man when when yeah. sales sag. But go ahead. Number three, we have Secret Invasion. So the scro- sounds familiar too. the scrolls have invaded Earth after years in waiting and living as some of our favorite heroes. They finally decided to strike. The scrolls launch a coordinated attack against Earth's heroes and leave much of the defenses crippled. While the heroes ultimately save the day, it's not without sowing seeds of distrust. While Shield is disbanded and replaced with Norman Osborn's hammer. Okay, number one, Shield's already been dis- been displaced. And, yeah. and number two, and also kind of brought back together. Yeah, number two, the scrolls are now, are sympathetic, don't we That's all? The problem. Yeah, we yeah. all like like them now because and and they're like clearly uh, perpetrating a bunch of people in high level positions because they're not even, we're not even the real characters aren't even in the last Spider-Man movie. Right. Yeah. No, it doesn't fit in the same way as they've already established the scrolls. And right. You can't do it because then you're going to turn back. You have to create another movie to, or another plot line to make the scrolls hate the earthlings. Right. Earth. So you can, and you've already done that. You've already made them sympathetic. You've already, and they're they're working with Nick right. Fury, so I, I that you, you you can't even do that. Yeah, that was the big more Easter egg talk after Spider Man Far From Home came out when we have that teaser reveal at the end that Scrolls had um, appeared as Nick Fury and, and Maria Hill. What is that though? They're not even like it seemed another way of just saying, hey, we might be doing this, but as you point out, it doesn't make sense. Well, they've clearly got plans for Nick Fury and Maria Hill off world. Yes, what that's going to be, we don't know. It could be another government agency known as Sword. Don't remember the exact name for it, but so there was Shield, there was Hammer, there was Sword. Various levels of, um, of carpentry tools. Of, yeah, <laughs> Sword was more about uh, space-based threats to the world. So going after them with a sword instead of waiting to block them with a shield. I got you. Yeah, I think they just needed something that had the word they could fit the world orbital into. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Hey, everybody. This is Pat from the future. Sometimes we get things wrong, and this is a case of that. This episode was recorded before the Disney Investor Day when they released news about a secret invasion show starring the Scrolls, uh, Ben Mendelsohn and Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson. We were wrong. There is a secret invasion show coming. Sometimes it happens. But thanks again for listening. I'll get you back to your regularly scheduled program. Next up, and this is one we've, we've talked about, is Fear Itself. So we talked about this one in Thor movie. It might have been an Iron Man one. Uh, but the Asgardian god of fear, Serpent, seeks the throne of Asgard, like everybody does. <laughs> uh, Serpent recruits a number of other <clears throat> villains who become known as the Worthy. The Vipak Iron Man helps develop Stark tech-based Asgardian armor and weapons. What do they do? Like fear itself, like what do they... They just, they just they... fought these villains who were attempting to take down Odin and, and Asgard. So Odin ends up wearing like Stark-based armor, same thing. Okay, like, so it's yeah. more about Stark tech. Yeah. And 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 Asgard, and Asgard. It was, it was mixing Asgard with uh, Stark and Stark tech. Well, Asgard's no more, so you can't do it. Yeah, and Iron Man's dead. You can't do that. I'm I'm, I'm kind of over Asgard. If I don't ever see a Thor movie again, I'm fine. I mean, uh, and you know, I like Chris Hemsworth plays the character well, but he's he's better in Avengers movies than he is in his own movies. Correct. Maybe that's just how it's written, or maybe he's allowed to have a little bit more fun and what have you. Yeah, I just it, that doesn't seem like like what's the you, you describe these the worthy and and what the serpent, but like what's their like are they are their villainous sways any different than what we've already seen on screen? Are Not they really. better than Thanos or no. you know than, than no. no that that just doesn't seem like that seems like yeah, we'll put that on a TV show and yeah. alternate Earth <laughs> alternate Earth TV show for for himself <clears throat> yeah yeah I think you know even they're introducing Jane Foster as as Thor in the next Thor Love and Thunder movie. Right. Which it, I don't get. It, it is, that is based on a comic book and it's based on, um, at the time, I think it was, was it just Thor? Was it the mighty Thor? Uh, but Thor himself had been deemed unworthy. Uh, Natalie, uh, Natalie Portman's character, Jane Foster. Uh, she was going through chemo. She was going through cancer. And at, at that point, you know, she was deemed worthy. And it was, it was a, a surprise for a long time because, you know, at one half of the story, she, she was sick and she was dying. And then the other half, you know, this Thor, this female Thor was, was strong and, and, and powerful. And they're like, no, it can't be her because well, she has dark hair and Thor has blonde hair and everything. But you realize that it's a title. It's something that she can assume um, when need be. So I'm, I'm more interested in, in more of her character and, and how so she Hemsworth, dies at the end of that story. She does. Yeah. Oh, OK. Um, That's the only reason why she did it then. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And I think it'll be interesting to see, and she has said that this is going to be part of the plot, is the cancer storyline. I think you have to include that. Uh, and I think it'll be interesting to see a superhero with cancer, but more so, I'm actually interested in just seeing Portman and, and Hemsworth. You know, well, they they're going to wrap them up. Do they have a chemistry that returns? or yeah. you know, how, does it, how does it work for them? So anyway, now we got the, our last one, because we're going to keep this one short, is Secret Wars. Well, what was the secret invasion? Okay, nope. good. The secret first one Wars. was Secret Wars. There was a second Secret Wars. Why did they name this event twice? Well, there was also Secret Wars two, and then there was Secret Wars, Secret Wars two, <laughs> and then Secret Wars twenty fifteen. Oh God! All right. Yeah. So what it's is this the same one about? Name. What is this Secret War about? Battle World returns. Oh, come on. But here's the deal: they take <clears throat> all of those various different multiverses and different universes and then mash them up together. Oh, so like. Iron Man's fighting Iron Man. 
Uh, more like Peter Parker and Miles Morales. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Into the Spider Verse, meet each other, <clears throat> and this is how they introduced uh, Miles Morales from the Ultimate Universe into the Marvel Comic Universe proper. Okay. So there were two Spider Men running around at the same time. So it was Peter and, and it was Miles. And and for those that don't know Miles, Miles was the main character in Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, which really has has sowed the seeds for this multiverse concept. And it's a great movie. A lot of fun. Animation is spectacular. Check it out. Yep. Um, but yeah, so this is how they they brought various characters into into the world. And I included this one on there specifically because I know what's going on in the Spider-Man rumor mill. Yeah. And and trying to get Tobey Maguire back in, trying to get Andrew Garfield. Oh, you give them enough money, they'll do it. Well, that's and and as we're talking about this in the middle of October 2020, the Marvel and Sony have come out and said any rumors about bringing them all together is unconfirmed. And there has been talk that the reason for that holdup is because Toby is holding out for more money. Of course he would be. Why I, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Especially when they've already started filming. Yeah. They've already started filming and now he can, um, he can hold out for whatever he wants. Of course. Which for the last couple of weeks. And, and again, we're in October here. Social media has been filled with this idea of, the multiverse, a Spider-Man multiverse, bringing all three together. Uh, first, it broke on news of Jamie Foxx returning as Electro. Yeah. Uh, then we heard that Benedict Cumberbatch will be in Spider-Man Three, whatever they call it, Home Run, Home uh, home, <laughs> home Run, Homeschooled, <laughs> No Place Like Home, whatever you want to call it. I gotta wonder because they they you know we're on social media, we see the memes pop up. Do you think? I mean, it must be the case that Marvel or Disney or whoever has people putting together these memes and spreading them out there so that the support grows for the idea before they officially announce it. I think that if um, if there are uh, uh, what do they call them? Troll farms in Russia that do this for yeah. elections and, you know, to overthrow the Ukrainian government, I think or the that, U.S. government, or the U.S. government, I well, I don't put it past somebody at Marvel to do that. No, absolutely not. Uh, no, I, I think a lot of that stuff's planted. I think a lot of the stuff they put out there just to see what the reaction would be. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're they're they've always said they're listening. So no, absolutely not. But let me get back to Secret Wars. Let me get, <laughs> let me let me get back to the let me get to this this battle world uh, concept. What what is this? Why why did they can't they, leave until they win? It's so stupid. <laughs> it, it, so let me after the first time and you leave and you win and, and you know, you leave battle world. Oh, we did it. Why don't you go back and blow the world up? Why do you allow this? The be, is this the beyonder again for this one? I think so. Come on, man. You can fight this guy and kill him and then be like enough of this. We're not doing this anymore. This is dumb. This is that's dumb. I don't like that. That's so that's that's so stupid. Do they do well? The comic sales? Yeah. I mean, comparatively speaking, the sales for comics have, have dropped off. Right. Over the last couple of years, and they don't sell as well as they done as they had previously. Uh, you just have like a very core following who, who go and get them every month. Yeah, I mean the big series will usually the first issue of the series will sell too, basically because they'll get like when House M came out, uh, when Civil War came out, even the ending of Civil War, Marvel or even you know if you're talking DC on their own um, crossover events because this isn't just tied to, to Marvel they'll get a lot of like mainstream press. So they'll okay. put it in USA today. They'll put it on CNN. They'll get it on the Hollywood reporter. They'll get it all over the place. So, you know, then the public gets their eye on it and the public really isn't interested in any of this because, you know, there's a lot to follow. 
And it's like, I'm not going to just jump in. If you just, like you did, you read Civil War. Right. Without knowing much of the Marvel history, Civil War is a challenge. Correct. And without reading the <laughs> other 20, you know, tie-in issues, Civil War is a challenge. Right, right. Same thing with House of M. But what you'll get is a lot of speculators coming in and maybe buying the first issue or just trying to collect the series. Okay. Um, not to read it, just to just to have it, just to have it. Gotcha. I, I mean, I, I mean, I know I'm, I'm my first reaction, uh, dumb, stupid, but I'm just, I, you know, I'm you know, that's for the podcast sake. But it's just, it doesn't, it it shows no, it has no interest for me. Uh, I don't know any of the backstory, and because I just, they just seem like they just want my money, uh, yeah. cash grabs, money grabs. Yeah. I, I don't, I, you know, I'd rather see something that's organic. The I mean, money grabs, you know, like we said, House. I think House of M was eight issues. Civil War was seven issues. Like, you, if you were to go buy the series titled House of M, the money grabs aren't those. It's, you know, you add another comic to your list every month. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, it only runs half a year or, you know, three quarters of the year. The money grabs are the tie-in issues that they, you know, plaster a big Civil War tie-in piece on the top of it. And really, maybe it has like one panel, panel and a half that tie into it. Mm-hmm. That's the money grab. Okay. And that's where like, you know, it, it almost goes back to the Marvel Netflix shows when you're like, oh, this ties in because you see that first, I think it's the first episode of Daredevil where it's like Battle of New York. Right. That's the essential idea of these, some of these like ancillary titles is it has really nothing to do with the rest of the MCU. Okay. It has nothing to do with the Marvel Universe. But you see that one little thing that says Battle of New York. And so you know what happened. That's all you get. Okay. All right. And so well, you're, you know, you get dragged into paying three bucks, four bucks for a tie <laughs> That really doesn't do anything. So. Gotcha. Well, I don't think they're going to do any of these, obviously. Um, yeah. I think that if I was to put some money on it, I think House of M would be the, the nearest one that they could consider well, I doing. Think you probably already are yeah. going to see that, like we talked about on WandaVision. I think anything with Scarlet Witch on. Um, TV is probably better than anything on Scarlet Scarlet Vision. Uh, excuse me, Scarlet Witch uh, in the movie. Yes, I, uh, I, I don't know. I just her character, the way her character is in the movies is just uh, uninteresting. I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because there's so many now. You know, it's really tough to kind of gravitate towards. Oh, I like that character. I like yeah. that character. Um, it's just, it's really tough. But um, well, thank you for you know peppering me with these. You're welcome. <laughs> So that's it for this bonus episode. We will return next week uh, with another bonus episode. So, yeah. So that's it. Thank you for uh, listening to this bonus episode. We'll see you next week. Pat, do you have anything to add? Uh, Just that if you have thoughts on any of these tie-ins, how they could adapt them, or if we missed any and and you have a favorite one that you'd like to see adapted, shoot us a message, uh, Instagram or Twitter, and let us know how you'd like to see it brought to life. All right. Sounds good. Take care, everyone. Have a good one.